We need energy for everything and energy is a commitment. It's a daily practice. It's something that we we almost see as a skill. It's something that we work on as a skill and it's so multifaceted. Hello and welcome to Behind the Mother Mass. I'm your host, Annie Breen, registered nutritional therapist, master NLP practitioner, and transformational coach for exhausted mums who don't feel enough. My mission with this podcast is to lead with vulnerability by starting to lift the psychological mask you wear each day that protects you and others from the stuff that's hard to explain and talk about. It's about sharing from the middle, not just the open wounds or the healed scabs, but the messy middle. Let's go for honesty over perfection, because I believe when you transform yourself, you automatically transform your relationships and parenting by passing down wisdom, not wounds. So if you're up for that, you definitely don't need to do it alone. I'm here to lead you on what could be the greatest adventure of your life, behind the mother mask, back home to yourself. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Mother Mask. This is episode 31. I'm Annie Breen, how are you? Just needed to check in with myself. Sorry, I was daydreaming. I'm actually on my own this weekend. Party! <laughs> Come on. Feels good to have some time on your own. Certainly shouldn't feel guilty for it. I don't. Um, <laughs> it's amazing who I can be when I have full control over my own nervous system. Anyway, so a little bit giddy, a little bit energized, which is perfect because today I'm going to be talking about energy and actually how every good podcast starts with a notebook hunt. (laughs) Honestly, even though I have a bit more time, it's amazing how I managed to fill it by looking for things. I take a lot of notes, like just old school. I love writing things down and I buy those um I think they're like scrapbooks from paper chase so there's no lines on them just like a blank canvas bigger space a square and I keep all my notes in there but it just means I've got loads and I've started to label the outside so that I know what's in them and always the one that I need because I had a whole list of stuff around energy and I can't find it (laughs) but I'm just trusting that everything I need is inside of me right And also what I just wanted to start by talking about uh, before we get into talking about energy and more to the point, where is your energy going? It's not just your kids sucking your brains or your will to live. I wanted to just say thank you um, so much for giving your time and listening to this podcast. We've hit just over 3000 downloads. Now, I don't really understand statistics. I don't know what the difference is between just listening and downloading. But for me, it's not a number. It's you. It's a person. It's someone who is listening and hopefully taking something away from these open and honest ramblings and conversations. (laughs) I'm a rambler on a mission with intention. (laughs) 
Um, so thank you. And actually, I um, was just looking at some of the reviews on iTunes. Now, in the past, my friend has a podcast and she ran a competition where you could win a consultation with her. And she's amazing. But you had to leave a review. And I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> and I was getting very cross. And the laptop was being threatened to be chucked out the window. So on that note, I don't really know how you leave a review. It's not my area of expertise, but I do know that you can. And I do know that it does something to the rankings, or at least it helps get the message out there. And it's just bloody nice, isn't it? Nice to say nice things, nice to read them. Um, So if you feel called to work that out, you know, do something every day that scares you, or at least challenges you, that could be that for today. I'm just going to read one because... They're really, really lovely to hear. Also, your feedback really helps me discuss some of the topics that are relevant to you. This is behind the mother mask. So, you know, there's so much. There's so much that we kind of contend with and deal with and mask. So I'm always really, really grateful to hear what you would like to hear. And if it's not something I've experienced, I will find a guest who has. Okay, let me let me read this out. So let me read this one. Insightful. So, so this Pento 66 is said insightful. Loving this podcast. Really interesting guest. So, so relatable. Annie, I love your humor and values. Don't encourage me. Um, I'm learning so much about tuning into myself, throwing away the rule book, and loving myself. Oh, amazing. And so, so uh, relevant to what we're going to speak about today. I'll read one more because they're fun, aren't they? Transformative. This podcast is transformative. <gasps> I love that word. That is my intention. We are so lucky to have Annie's wisdom on this platform. I look forward to every episode. Mum. <laughs> it's not really from my mum. It is from Nolo and I actually know who she is. So. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like I said, it's not really a, a, about me it's about helping you and spreading this message and you just never know who it could help um who could be suffering in isolation um or silence so please keep sharing and if you feel called to learn how to leave a review or perhaps you know how to do it um please please do that now um (laughs) let sorry now let's get into the show i wasn't being bossy okay so yeah, I, I'm on my own this weekend. Interestingly, I ended up back in Lululemon. Um, if you listened to me yesterday, last week's episode, that's where I ended up in my kind of um, energetic funk, shall we say, uh, where I was processing this change and I needed some space. I wasn't in the best place, but trying on leggings helped. This weekend, in a very different energy space, which we're going to talk about, and also ended up there. Um <laughs> so isn't it funny pete crone once says wherever your problems are you are also there so it doesn't matter if i take my ass to lululemon or sweaty betty or out the back for a walk really it's um it's us who has agency over our emotional state i'm going to talk about that so this episode is all about where is your energy really going Last week, I talked about creating a new normal, but more about the reality of change, of how change can feel hard, even if you know it's the right thing, or maybe you don't, maybe you're just holding on to faith that something has to change and you're not really sure where it's going to take you, but you know, you're, you're taking one step forward and the road is unfolding in front of you. 
So I talked about that and my current situation, the change that I'm currently going through. But what is really, really important to acknowledge is that change requires energy. And when I think back to when I created the Energized Mother Program, it came from exhaustion. It came from this state of burnout in early motherhood, not knowing who I was and being in this big kind of bunker of exhaustion. And oh my goodness, like how debilitating is it when you wake up exhausted or perhaps haven't really gone to sleep and you don't know how you're going to get through the day? You don't know. Like, I just remember that feeling. It was just pure survival. So if you're hearing me talk about all this kind of living big and dreaming and and creating your new normal, and you're thinking, I just don't even have the energy to think about that. This really is for you. It's for all of us because we need energy for everything. And energy is a commitment. It's a daily practice. It's something that we... we almost see as a skill. It's something that we work on as a skill. And it's so multifaceted. So what I want to start by saying is, energy isn't simply energy in, energy out. I wish it was. It's not do this and get that. It's much more complex and multifaceted. And as always, like awareness of this is absolutely key to reclaiming your energy. So awareness to where your energy is going in the first place. Now, this actually became the first module of my Energized Mother program, which has since changed. It's since having a facelift. Um, But it's something I talk about clients because it's really hard to take something back if we don't know where it's going. And sometimes it's really, really obvious and tangible. But often what I see, and this is where my work comes in, is it's in our blind spot. And I think also reclaiming your energy can feel overwhelming as a mum. Because as soon as we think about me time or doing something for you and your energy needs, that's when the gremlins of lack of time or not even gremlins, the truth, the lack of time, lack of space, lack of support, don't know where to start. We feel overwhelmed. It's almost like so much has to change. Where where do we place our attention? And that's when our focus kind of gets scattered and we get more overwhelmed. And we can fall into this mindset of it has to come at a sacrifice. So we think about our kids and our family. It's either me or them. Like I'll have to let something go or I'll have to sacrifice something with them so that I can put my needs as a priority. And what I'm really interested in, and I I don't have, there's no one magic bullet. Luckily, there's hundreds. (laughs) is how we can energize together, how we can evolve together. This is something that I've since learned. And when I created this program and was in the depths of exhaustion, didn't think about at all. I think you have to be a little bit selfish or self-focused or self-centered because we all know that when you feel better and you feel energized and you have more capacity, you can give more. You can be more of who you truly are and people benefit from that. You know, it's that kind of radiator. When you get to shine, everyone else gets to sunbathe. We know this. But 
what I've grown to learn and understand is as we go through this process, actually, it's very possible to evolve and energize together as a family and have more congruence, that it doesn't have to come as this kind of sacrifice. And absolutely, we need our own thing. We need our own space. We need our own things that really light our fire. But it's amazing how we can bring more congruence when we start to grow closer together and understand each other and have capacity to help regulate ourselves and then each other, which I'm going to talk about. And like I said, we all have blind spots. So my experience of kind of falling into this trench of exhaustion enabled me to identify the gaps that mothers fall through. So I came to realize that it wasn't just me who was struggling, who fell through these gaps, which I'm going to talk about. That isn't just sleep and nutrition. It's very interesting when we think about energy, we tend to think about sleep or rest and nutrition straight away as being the answer. And incidentally, this is usually where clients are at when they come to see me. I remember back in 2020, I was overrun with, I had a lot of clients, I had a full caseload of clients. I was talking a lot about the physical back then. I was talking about gut health, hormonal imbalance, weight gain, exhaustion, burnout, and the more physiological aspects to that. And I know that you can really connect with that because that is the symptoms that you tend to get stuck in. So we tend to think about or we gravitate towards the physical and changing the physical and the external first. It makes complete sense. But what I'm really interested in is this concept of empowering mothers from inside out, from actually creating change from inside out and looking at the invisible mother load. Because a lot of what energizes us is not tangible. It's invisible. It's on the inside. It's who we are in our identity and how we feel. And that also goes to say then what takes our energy is also hidden and invisible. So where is your energy really going? This is the question. And maybe a a second question to that is where is the stress coming from? Because we feel the effects of stress. We feel the effects of our external mother load, the demands on ourselves and our time. We feel this, but we don't really see the impact of that on the inside. And it's not all as it seems. So I want to shine a light on that for you today. It's not just your kids sucking your will to live. (laughs) There's more to it. And what was quite interesting, and and this is where identity comes in. So three big pillars of my work is energy, identity, and trauma. And again, we'll talk about that, how they fit together. But what I grew to kind of um, acknowledge was there was two versions of me. Let's keep it really simple. I'm sure there's multiple parts and multiple personalities and all that stuff. But let's just say there's two versions. There was Radiator Annie. Even though I had a lot of unresolved stuff coming into motherhood, there was me when I was kind of just me and in charge of my nervous system and my energy. And I could be kind of 
bouncing Tigger or bubbly Annie, you know, come into a room and engage with people and have conversations and kind of, you know, hopefully up, uplift people and be uplifted, that kind of shine, shine a bit brighter. And then there was exhausted me, where I felt like I was a burden, where I felt like I was a drain. I was confused by conversations. I thought I was saying things that sounded stupid. I was paranoid. I was anxious. I was questioning myself. And just no confidence or sense of resilience. I was burnt out on every level. And when we talk about burnout, for me, it's it's emotional, it's physiological, but it's also um, spiritual as well. So that's really interesting. If you just think about yourself for a minute and these two identities, like who are you when you're energized? Because we know it's so much more than just the physical. It's how you're feeling in your spirit, your sense of self in your identity, how balanced your emotions are. And of course, physiological, how balanced your hormones are and everything going on on the inside compared to when you're drained and exhausted and whatever that looks like for you. So have a think about that. And from that, like, you know, we think about the mobile phone analogy that we want to use our phone and take pictures and whatever we do with our phone, we need to plug it in. So I like that concept. But I also, you know, we hear this thing of filling your cup a lot, don't we? You have to fill your cup up. What are you doing to fill your cup up? Well, what if your cup's got a hole in it? (laughs) This is what I noticed with these gaps is that, mums including myself were doing all the physiological practical things around trying to change sleep and diet which is not wrong it's essential you know when it comes to energy sleep and nutrition is everything but they were focusing on that alone and exercise and we kind of become grabby hands in a way like what can I do what can I sign up to what can I enroll on what more can I do I need to do more exercise I need to eat more of that I need to sleep more and like I said none of that is wrong but they were filling up a cup that had sometimes multiple holes in it and I'm going to talk about what that invisible mother load is those holes so if we can fill our hole excuse the expression (laughs) then the cup is free to be filled Right. I hope that makes sense. And if we skip this, this is why it's so, so important. And you might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed when I'm talking about all this change. All of that stuff that comes after will feel like you're trying to pump a tire up with a hole in it. So it's so, so important. And what I'm going to talk about today is the awareness piece of where your energy is going and leave you with a little exercise where you can start to think about that. Because from that awareness, we can create change one step at a time. Okay, Uh, where am I? Where am I? I'm at home. Um, Okay, so I created this little puzzle. Um, Back in the day, I look back over my work and um, it's quite fussy. Like, (laughs) I love drawings and I love images and like words and stuff. But I basically created this simple kind of, it wasn't simple, it's quite complicated, (laughs) diagram of you an image of you in the middle and the different components that kind of make up your energy that is really important for this kind of energy puzzle and it was like puzzle pieces so we can think about this as pieces to the puzzle and another analogy is like layers to an onion like how many of us kind of think how many bloody layers has the onion got when will I ever get to the core so I'm going to share an analogy that will help this make sense 
but basically the first piece of the puzzle or the outside layer is the physical body. And when we think about our physical body, we're thinking about basic needs, food, water, the health of our kind of human shell, where we live. It's more than a shell, but our home. And in that, we're considering all the different systems of the body and how they interconnect. So whether that's your gut and your hormones and your liver and your detoxification, energy and the Krebs cycle and how you actually make energy physiologically. So we've got this kind of layer and and puzzle piece. And then the next one is thinking about our breath. This is kind of standalone because I don't think we appreciate and value and know how to use our breath. And I'm speaking from, I've done a little bit of breath work. And actually this year, I want to do a transformational breath work retreat. It's on the list. So even I am not in a place to tell you how to use your breath, but just to acknowledge that it's probably one of the biggest um, tools when it comes to regulating our nervous system. And moving from that stress on to that more parasympathetic, relaxed, rest and digest state. And we take our lungs everywhere. We have them at our disposal. It's so powerful. So in terms of energy, breath is how we move energy in and out of the body. And then we have the next puzzle piece or the next layer. So we're coming into the onion here, where it's the mind. And this is very much about the brain in action. It's our mental stuff, it's our thought processes, our thinking, our rational brain. It's also where we can control our focus and where we place our focus, we place our energy. So we've got the mind. And here, what I tend to see is that the mind can be one of our most powerful tools, but it's also one of our biggest energy drains because of our thought processes and how we can ruminate on more negative stuff from the past or worry about and catastrophize about things that haven't happened in the future. So it can be a source of um, of taking our energy, of stealing our energy. And then the next piece This is more the heart. So this is our kind of inner knowing. So this is less intellect and more wisdom, more deeper insight. This is our heart space. This is where our values come from. So we're not so much engaged in thinking from the head here. We're more heart and gut. So our inner knowing are our values. And then the last one is our spirit is our identity. And this is really the essence of who we are. And this is us, our most deepest and most truest kind of expression of ourselves and our consciousness. So we could call this soul. So we've got those layers. It is simply the body, mind, heart, and spirit with the breath in there as well as our kind of life force. I call the breath and energy our life force. It is our greatest currency. Um, So we need to invest in it and we need to invest in it daily. So I just want to share a little analogy that um, my friend Shay Dyer shared. So she came on my podcast, the last podcast, not this one. I used to have a podcast before this. And um, I heard this on on her podcast she does with Anna Marsh, Kombucha and Colour. And I thought it was brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant kind of sends it home so I'm just gonna I'm gonna share this so we need to think about the marathon we've spoken through those layers now we need to think about the marathon analogy and really seeing our body as our teacher so um when we start running a marathon we kind of by the way I've never run a marathon I've run a half marathon twice um the first one was brilliant I just loved it the second one painful not good I went for a run the day before and got a blister so anyway I'm speaking from half experience of this but most of us can get our head around running a marathon or a, a long distance and I think marathon running is a very good analogy for motherhood but um so you start running and you kind of as you start running you're warming up aren't you? you're warming up the physical body it's very much about that outer layer that physical body piece of the puzzle so we really get into our muscles and our bones and our joints and that sense of motion and movement so we're warming up the first layer or the puzzle piece and then as we kind of get into the race, the physical body might start to tire, depending on fitness levels, but, you know, it's going to start to tire. So then we need to pull more on the energetics of the breath. And this is where we might become more conscious of our breathing and how we're regulating and controlling and focusing on our breath. And then as we keep going into this kind of race, the breath becomes labored. This is where, and we tend to do this kind of, I would say unconsciously, right? We draw on our mind power. This is where our thoughts come in. And it could be that we kind of flip into this thinking mode. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. How many miles have I got left? Where is the next kind of marker so I know where I'm at? So we very much get into this thinking mode and we can kind of logically think our way forward and occupy ourselves that way. Um, and then when we've kind of worked through the thinking mode, we get this belief that we can do it. Right, we can do it. We're nearly there. And then we get into this deeper knowing. Yes, I can do this. I've got this. I'm going to finish. And this deep knowing comes with this sense of peace. And then we get to the next layer, which is finally, you are, have finished the race. So with the spirit, sometimes this is referred to as this state of bliss. So you finish the race, you are liberated from the race, you've done it, and you kind of have this state of bliss, this sense of freedom. And I think this is such a good analogy because it's so, so true that we almost have to work through these layers. I don't see symptoms and imbalances and problems, let's just call them that, as a bad thing. I think they're messages. I think they are messages showing you that there is a new way, there is more for you, that you can be more, that you can expand more into your potential, the stuff to be unlocked. Life can be so much better. Life can be so much more energized. Honestly, this is just my mindset, but I think a lot of our strength comes from our struggle. A lot of our magic comes from our mess, which I said last week. It's how we lean into that with curiosity. And what I mean by that is when we think about energetic 
burnout. So let's just call it burnout, but it could be fatigue or exhaustion. Um, What does it do? It brings us to a point where something needs to shift, doesn't it? And like I touched on last week, there is a lesson in everything. And that's not a critical, haven't you not learned your lesson yet? It's a compassionate lesson rooted in curiosity, our interesting, there's something to learn here. And I always say that if we fail to learn the lesson, the problem keeps repeating itself. So maybe exhaustion or burnout has been your common kind of home or state of being for some time. Maybe that's just your normal feeling tired, feeling tired all the time, brings us to a point, obviously, if you're here, this is your point, you're listening to this, where something needs to shift. So then we look at the layer beneath, what's going on in the mind that might need to shift, the body speaks the mind. So what's going on in my thought processes, in my thinking, that is maybe taking up a lot of my energy, that is impacting my physiological um, health. And then when we reach this kind of physical exhaustion and things feel broken and your energy is on the floor, we need to start to look at the emotional stuff, which is the next layer. Hello, just a little interruption to this episode. I just want to share with you that I am now taking on clients for my one-to-one coaching program for 2023. And honestly, like I believe there's time and what you choose to do with it. There's no right or wrong time. And if you're hearing this and it's resonating and you're listening to this episode, then that is happening for a reason. So I actually created my Energized Mother model with you in mind. Just to clarify, I don't work with new mums. When I say I don't, I do, but I don't per se just work with new mums. I tend to work with high functioning mums who are suffering in silence, who have kind of just got on with it for so long and maybe abandoned themselves or sacrificed their needs in the process of raising their kids. And they realize they're living this kind of legacy of depletion, legacy of living in this kind of inner conflict of exhaustion. And they just know they can feel so much better and they want to bet on themselves and raise their standards and step up for themselves. So this proven four month one to one breakthrough pathway is to help you transform unresolved trauma and what I mean by that these are the unconscious hidden things that are in our blind spot often and that are holding us back sometimes there's really obvious things we've been through that have a huge impact on our identity and who we are and who we become but often what I see is these drip fed moments that build up like sand that really impact our sense of confidence and self-worth and how we're able to honor ourselves and kind of be the agent in our life. So it's really about transforming those from the roots so that we can release those overwhelming emotions that tend to hijack us when curveballs come our way or our hormonal cycle. (laughs) And this is so that you are free and free is the word to live and parent with more peace, purpose and energy passing down wisdom and not wounds and that's what I really want for you if you are dedicated to changing the narrative for the next generation but also having a bit of fun and living your life in the process 
this is for you. And I combine, you've probably heard me on the podcast, I combine my nutritional therapy and functional medicine approach and really looking at what's going on underneath the surface at the root. And I have a whole load of tools in the toolbox here around functional testing that are open to you. And on the other hand, I combine that with my transformational coaching and hypnosis and NLP, where we really get to do some incredible techniques that unless you experience them they're really hard to explain and actually go back to where these beliefs originated and this is where we do the magic and we can really release them and reframe them but also find the resources that you need to move forward that are normally hidden under life's layers of crap It is transformational. You can read on my website some of the reviews and testimonials and feedback. And I put the link in the show notes for you to go and read that full page. You want to know a little bit more, but also please do reach out because we're all different. And this is a very individual kind of program based on you as an individual. And it's very holistic. So reach out if you want to know whether it's right for you. And I would absolutely love to hear from you. So the link is in the show notes. Go have a read, drop me a message, and we can have a chat. Let's make 2023 your year. Okay, back to the episode. And then when we've acknowledged the more mindset and the emotional layer, that really takes us to the next layer, which is looking at your identity. Ah, who who are you? Who are you being? Who do you have potential to become? Who have you been in the past? What is your sense of self-worth, of confidence, of value? What are your values? What are your beliefs? Could some of these things be um, contributing to your energetic state? The answer is yes. <laughs> So I hope that makes sense. I think that's a really nice analogy and a reframe that burnout isn't bad. Burnout is almost like a barometer of what's going on and something needs to shift. And actually, which is how I work, let's look at the inside layer first, rather than just focusing on the outside and the behavior and the physical and what we see. Why don't we come to the core of the onion and work there. Like my friend Brian Costello says, change the big stuff first. And that works. (laughs) That is where we start to really fill those holes in and how we can start to really learn and use energy as a skill that we understand ourselves on a much deeper level. We know what we need to feel energized. We know where it's been going. And we know those kind of triggers and anchors and signs to look out for so that when life does happen and curveballs are thrown, we can come back on track without being completely derailed. I think that's the really, that's the big thing that life can be hard. Motherhood is hard, is demanding. But If we are aware of some of these inner tools and factors and resources that we can pull on and have awareness around and utilize, then it's much easier to bounce back. Like we don't want all these things to absorb into us and take our energy. We want them kind of to bounce off us, like so that we can preserve our energy regardless of what's happening around us. Okay, so 
what I'm just going to talk about then is what these invisible energy drains are or the invisible mother load. But I want to just start off by talking about the visible mother load. Um, it just puts it into context a little bit more. So when we're thinking about energy, there is often some very tangible things that we can identify as kind of stealing our energy or draining our energy. So the first one is our eating choices and patterns, not just what we eat, but when we eat. Now, I say these are tangible. They're not always obvious. When I see people's food diaries or I talk through what people are eating, it becomes apparent very quickly that there's some things that could just be tweaked to give you more bang for your buck. When we're thinking about investing in that energy currency, what foods are we putting in the body that act like information? And it's that information that then balances and regulates the nervous system and all these different systems and processes. So we need the nutrients in your food to make the body work quite simply. How can we just tweak that and modify that so that we can really monetize it as fuel and information? And then we got sleep or lack of, not going to go into that today. It's huge. Um, It is destroyed me sleep deprivation in the past I've actually still got trauma around it like no not saying that lightly so it's really really huge Uh, maybe that's a conversation for another time external demands so this is everything that's going on in your environment that is putting um, a demand on you so this is housework your social life career parenting finances, maybe lack of social life, lack of support, all these external demands. So they're pretty tangible, right? We sometimes refer to ourselves as running around like a blue ass fly. Um, (laughs) so, So it's that. And then the next point is the juggle the juggle of all those things that actually we're trying to spread ourselves so thinly like butter that it's easy for us to disappear, like to lose ourselves. Conflict. So Parenting and relationships are fabulous when everyone's agreeing and it's all harmonious. But when there is conflict, when there is challenges there, um, disagreements, um, the need for kind of regulation and, and that kind of thing, that can take a lot of emotional energy. Exercise, sometimes too much, sometimes not enough. And then the, the final one is behavior. And this is going to loop into the hidden energy, James, all of these points, but behavior i like to think of think of them like the the five p's pleasing so people pleasing pretending perfecting performing and prioritizing other people over yourself so this tends to be like what we do what we mask these are common masks that mothers wear but like i've said before what's behind the behavior what's driving the behavior so this really comes into our energy james and, and sorry just one more point on that What I see a lot is this kind of concept of being over-challenged. So there's a lot going on in your external environment and under-resolved, under-resolved. So there's imbalances and depletion and stuff that is out of balance and causing stress on the inside. So we kind of have this picture of being over-challenged and under-resolved. So this takes us to the hidden energy drains. And this is usually the impact of the external on the inside that is usually in our blind spot. But this is what manifests as our symptoms of exhaustion or fatigue or tiredness or burnout. The first one is inflammation. 
And this is namely relating to gut health because 80% of our immune system, which is inflammation is a mechanism of our immune system, resides in the gut. So when we're feeling massively overwhelmed and we don't know where to start and we've got brain fog and we're tired and we've got overwhelm and we're impulsive and we're snappy and we get angry, we need to be thinking about inflammation. Inflammation also from an evolutional perspective creates depression. The reason for that is back in the tribes, if you were ill or you had a virus or you had a nasty bug, you needed um, depression needed to be caused by inflammation. So you would isolate yourself and stop infecting other people. So this is in the field of neuropsychoimmunology. Nothing is there by chance. So sometimes if you are chronically inflamed and you don't necessarily have a cold, maybe this is caused by stress, chronic activation of your stress response, an inflammatory diet maybe there are hidden infections in the gut a lot of which we have but we don't know about and we're chronically inflamed we can feel chronically depressed and low we can also feel anxious and with it from imbalances in the gut as well the gut and the brain are connected 90 percent of the messages go up to the gut if you want to find out more about this i'm actually doing the CNM open day, I'm talking about the gut brain connection, I think the tickets are like five to 10 pounds, but I'll put the link in the show notes if you wanted to watch that webinar. So it's a masterclass on the gut brain connection run by me. But when I work with clients, and this is just another really important point, what I don't want you to think from this podcast is that symptoms aren't important. I always address symptoms first, to give that person, you, a little bit of relief, headspace, and clarity. So what I find is, if this is really, this is all kind of holistic and kind of person-centered, but if there is inflammation or potential gut imbalances, which I can just tell from certain symptoms, if we address that, that will, through diet, through lifestyle, through supplements, allow you to feel lighter. It will allow you to have that kind of, clarity and headspace it will reduce the brain fog so that you can think more clearly about and more confidently you feel more able to go on to the next layer I hope that makes sense so there really is power in addressing the symptoms we're not firefighting we're just offering some relief whilst we then delve into the Pandora's box or the ghosts in the walls it's really important not to ignore it right so there's inflammation and imbalances in gut first the next one is nutrient depletion this is absolutely huge a lot of people when I do testing they have okay diets they're not terrible at all but they're not absorbing their nutrients because they're stressed so you can eat all the kale salads or green smoothies till the cows come home but if you don't know who you are and you feel you're not enough and you're going around people pleasing and giving to others that is like pumping that tire up with a hole in it so Nutrient depletion, we come back to the gut because the gut is the hub that connects every system in the body and it's where we absorb this information to make the body work. So we need to look at that, but we also obviously need to look at what's going in in the first place. But for me, it's very much looking at absorption and reducing inflammation so that your nutrients can be absorbed. 
The next point is nervous system regulation. This has probably been, if you're on Instagram, the buzzword of 2022. (laughs) Regulating the nervous system. Um, It really is life's work and it's continuous. It's a daily practice. But for me, this is really about being able to dance, this dance of reciprocity between stress on and stress off. Stress is not all bad. We need a little bit of stress. It becomes bad when we don't find resolution to our stress response and we're in this chronic state of stress, which is creating inflammation and taking a lot of your nutrients because it needs a lot of energy to run the stress response. So the body thinks you're running from a tiger. It's going to be putting all its nutrients and resources and energy into the fight or the flight. It's not going to be putting it into balancing your hormones or um, allowing you to feel more regulated or allowing you to kind of think forward about planning your year or that kind of thing. It's very much about the now impulsive react, run, fight. And that has a huge impact on your breath because then we get stuck in a survival type breathing. And also getting stuck in a survival type breathing has a huge impact on the stress response. So here under nervous system, I put our response because really it's not about controlling other people or trying to control life, which I think we do as mums. We want everything to be okay. We want to protect our kids. We want people to be fine. So we try very hard to be this kind of um, puppeteer, making sure everything runs smoothly, which is exhausting because there's so much out of our control. So what we can control is our response. If we're stuck in fight and flight, fight or flight, we're going to snap. We're going to like... So it's how we actually regulate our nervous system so we can respond and not react, breathe, breath and rest. So put those together. The next one is mind. So I didn't mention it earlier, but I see emotions as energy in motion. And what tends to happen is we get stuck when you think back to that image of you exhausted and you energized When you think about some of the emotions that are present, it could be frustration, it could be resentment, it could be anger, it could be grief. These are heavy emotions. And what I mean by that is everything is energy. So in our cells, we have atoms that vibrate. And they vibrate so fast that they are more space and energy than physical matter. When we are in energetic states and low vibe states of frustration and anger and so on, the, the cells, the atoms spin at a much lower frequency, so they are more matter than energy. So we can literally feel heavy and stuck and stagnated and low. Whereas when we're in a more joyful state and happy state and excited, they're vibrating at a higher frequency. And that's reflected in how we feel, like we feel lighter. So I really love to think about, because what we're talking about here, I'm sure you can all relate to this, physical energy is one thing, but emotional energy as mothers, that's that's usually where it's at. That's usually where our energy is drained for our thought processes, our emotions, our kind of emotional load. And that if we can work there, then we can really start to lighten the load of our body and we can feel better in in who we are. And we have more agency in kind of managing our emotional state. 
and finding resolution because it's not about ignoring you know those kind of low vibe states we need to lean into them with curiosity there's a lesson to be learned here but we also need to be able to move through them and shift those states so that we don't live there they don't become our emotional home so emotions are energy in motion. If we can manage our energetic state, we can manage our emotional state, we can manage our emotions, we have more agency over our energy. The next one is identity. Can you see we're getting into the layers of the onion, the core? And identity, I've done a whole episode on this and we can do more because there's more to it, is who you are, who you believe you are and versus who you've become. So we're not really who we are, we're who we become in the face of life and our imprinting and our upbringing and outside forces and all these different things. So I believe identity from the inside out is made up of our beliefs, our values and our imprinting. And also our emotional state has a huge impact on our identity, as I've just spoken about. And in a previous episode, I talked about the factors that make up our identity from a more external point. So outside forces, things that have happened in our life, who we were raised by. But this on the inside, it's our beliefs, it's our values and it's our imprinting and how that um, childhood experience or how that upbringing has imprinted on our nervous system. And that takes me on to the next point, which is unresolved trauma and hidden stress. This is where I love to work because we tend to get stuck in the age we were when we experienced trauma let's just say and that could be a big t trauma a big bang event changes everything and how you feel about yourself and how you see life or it could be these drip fed moments that kind of build weight like grains of sand as you go through life And that really changes what you believe about yourself, how you value yourself, your worth and who you think you are. So what I find here is what we tend to do when we've been through traumatic situations. And I like to just um, describe trauma as a severing of an emotional connection that makes us feel safe. I think that's a really simple way to see it is that it changes how we feel about ourselves. And when we change our identity and our belief systems, that has an impact on our mind and our emotions and our thought processes. So if you believe you're not enough or you're not lovable or it's not safe for you to be you or express your voice, then the emotions that come with that are going to be more low vibe. They're going to be more frustration, resentment because you're being someone that you're not overwhelmed and kind of worry and anxiety out of fear of being who you can be. And then we get triggered by our children (laughs) when they exhibit those kind of emotions. So that can really kind of escalate into things like anger and rage. And with our nervous system, it gets stuck in that stress on response, that fight or flight, which is different for all of us. It's not just as simple as fight or flight, but I like to use those. That takes a lot of our nutrients, which we need for energy and running the body. And it creates a lot of inflammation and imbalances in the gut and what goes up from the gut to the brain is 90%. So if that's messages of threat and survival and under attack and inflammation, we almost get stuck looping in this exhaustive pattern that takes a lot of our energy. And then we stay exhausted. We're in this kind of burnout and it becomes our new normal. 
Now, the very last point that I I just want to add on to that, because it's something I've grown to understand more and more, is sensitivity. So if you are like me and you are an empath or you are a sensitive person and you can pick up on the invisible, unspoken words of others and feelings and energetic states, then sometimes a lot of what you're carrying isn't your own. And this really feeds back into my passion for understanding transgenerational trauma, that it didn't start with you. And actually, some of the adaptations, behavioral adaptations you had to make being raised um, from that that state of someone that's been through trauma might make you hypervigilant. So you're very aware of the invisible, unspoken language of people, the energetic language. You've got used to kind of trying to read people's facial expressions and body language and this kind of thing because it was so much that wasn't said. It was almost that sweep it under the carpet mentality. We don't talk about it. So now in your adult life and being a mum and everything else that you've got going on, you might find that you're extra sensitive um, in certain environments that really trigger that kind of response where you have to almost try and read. And and sometimes it's unconscious. It goes before you. You're not even trying. You just pick up on stuff because that's what you've learned to do. So I think it's really important to understand sensitivity, especially around things like ADHD. I think there's a huge emotional sensitivity factor and rejection sensitivity dysphoria that we've had rejection or abandonment. We're sensitive to that in our daily life. We can pick up on that. We're very aware of it. If we've been through traumatic events and it's unresolved, then we tend to react from that wounded child and that unnurtured child and those kind of open wounds so here's where these two things tied together i'm just going to talk very simply if you resolve the trauma no it's not always as simple as that but you'd be surprised from some of the techniques i use you'd be very surprised when you resolve the trauma what that does is it makes you feel more resourceful and healing means to come whole to be whole so you become more whole in who you are and that makes you feel so much better in your identity and it changes your belief systems so and that changes your emotional state and your nervous system and so on and so forth so yes you can still be sensitive but you don't absorb other people's stuff so much you have the resilience and the tools and the energetic kind of balance to be able to and the boundaries and the know-how and the kind of communication skills to work the room let's call it that to manage your relationships to manage your interactions you're not people pleasing anymore so you can say no you can put things in place that really help build meaningful relationships and bridges so it has a huge impact that it doesn't always have to be that way but sensitivity itself is a barometer ah there's something to shift here there's something that needs looking at so it's facing it with curiosity and not just thinking that's my destiny I'm just a sensitive person um I need to kind of man up or or whatever that's not true I hope that all makes sense and how it all ties together. And what I just want to leave you with, yes, yeah, I I think this maybe feeds into another um, episode, but really lightening your load, because that's what we're doing. We're trying to lighten our stress load. We're trying to resolve imbalances within ourselves and unnurtured parts of ourselves so that we can 
use our greatest currency and our resources for what really matters. And this is where we've kind of got to this layer of the onion, where we can start to look at our future, that sense of purpose, and going for what we believe we can achieve, that we have more confidence in doing that, because we feel more whole, we feel more energized, we feel like we have capacity for it, we believe in ourselves more, right? So what we tend to do then is swap pretending behavior for authenticity that we're showing up authentic, regardless of what that is and what state you're in, all is welcome, that we're showing up. People-pleasing. So we we swap people-pleasing for pleasing ourselves. And it's not about neglecting and abandoning and telling everyone to F off. It's actually being kind and pleasing ourselves and doing what lights our fire so that we can give back a bit more with boundaries perfecting we swap these kind of high achieving tendencies and perfecting with progress and honesty more honesty honesty over perfection because that's how we let go oh just be honest just say how i feel prioritizing we swap prioritizing others with prioritizing ourselves, and we know we need to be a little bit selfish or self-centered is probably a better word at the beginning, because when you shine, other people get to sunbathe and see it as an onion. When you've gone to the core and you're coming back out, this is when you can start to evolve and expand and we energize together. You have more capacity. We're up leveling into the next level of our life. We can do more. We can be more. But please start where you are. And to begin with, if you need to absolutely do I spent years having to think about myself and it's only recently that I've kind of expanded into more me to to we if that makes sense so here's a little exercise that I want to leave you with okay so it's very simple and it's just called where is your energy going so I want you just to think about or write down and journal on what drains your energy. So after some of the things I've mentioned that might have been in your blind spot, perhaps you kind of know, but you just needed a reminder. What is draining your energy? What do you think could be causing inflammation in the body? Or what about people? People are exhausting. <laughs> How do you feel when you're around certain people? Which people make you feel good? What I just want to say on that is we become the, the five people we spend most time with. So proximity is power. Be selective how you choose your people. And if you've got people in your life who are family, but at the same time could actually be a drain on your energy, that's okay. That's okay. Come back to you and work on you and your energy. And what you will find, and I absolutely guarantee this over time, is that you have more capacity but also creativity with how you can create and confidence meaningful relationships how you can move in with those people and be more curious and hold space for them without them taking up all the space in your life so it's about holding space for people with boundaries on your terms and you know that works for both of you that's okay you don't have to self-sacrifice or compensate on compromise on your values. You can stand in your power and kind of put some kind of, I hate the word ground rules, but guide like boundaries for the relationship without using the word boundaries. That works. That works for both. And it can build a really meaningful relationship. And I think that's amazing. So just be aware of that. It's not about cutting people off. Maybe it is sometimes. And maybe it is about ending certain relationships. But often it's not. It's about restoring energy within yourself so that you feel more able to 
be around and hold meaningful relationships with others that might be going through those heavy emotions. It's being able to kind of understand and see those people for who they really are, um, not feeling that you have to fix them or change them, but how you can be with them with compassion. I think that's gold, like I really do. And I don't think there's any big golden bullet for it. It's complex, it's hard, it takes time, but I just know it's true because I've been going through it. And then, so draining, you're looking at all the things I've spoken about, inflammation, food, people, places, things, experiences, situations that drain your energy. And then what gives you energy? What you will find is some of the things that give you energy also drain it, like our children. Children can be energy vampires and energy radiators. And that's okay. (laughs) So what gives you, what are the situations where they're, this is actually a really good question. What are the situations where they're radiators? What you will probably find if you're brutally honest with yourself is that you are feeling better. You are feeling fulfilled. You're feeling good in yourself. So therefore you can handle what they kind of throw at you. And when you feel good, it does have a ripple effect on their mood as well. Emotions are energy in motion. And we have energetic fields around us. Everything is energy. And you've probably seen this, that I saw this last year and Dan and I have spoken about this on the last podcast, that when we were stressed and we were dealing with all these hidden stresses, Bonnie's behavior was reflecting that. So it's about being really honest with yourself. And the next question, what are the common patterns? So when you're clear on what's taking your energy, and this is just starting, like this can evolve, um, what gives you energy? What are the common patterns? So here is where we start to be really, really honest. Is there certain things that you're doing time and time again? If you do it more than three times, it's a pattern that could be a factor in your energy puzzle. And then what is the role? What is your role in those patterns? This is where we look at our response and our self-agency and our self-ownership. What is your role in those patterns? And like I've mentioned several times, there's a lesson to learn in everything. When we're burnt out, when we're not feeling good, that is an opportunity to learn something, to shift something in order to feel better again. And it's usually going through those layers and working at the core and acknowledging and nurturing all of the layers, not all together. Um, this is why I work the way I do with my program, that it's a, it's a roadmap, it's kind of different steps because otherwise it can feel overwhelming. But really this is the first step, the awareness. So what are the common patterns and what is your role in those patterns? Be really honest with yourself. Tony Robbins, and this might sound a little bit pokey, but I think I, I, I like what he says here. He says that energy is a standard you hold for yourself. Now, if we're thinking about energy as a standard we hold for yourself, kind of puts us back in the driving seat. Because with energy, we tend to feel all the time, I'm tired, everyone's taking my energy. It's out of our control. We feel disempowered. But actually, if we're owning our role in those patterns, and sometimes this is being really honest. You know, I've seen people do leave relationships and do make some really significant changes. I'm not saying that's you or you need to do that, but it is being really honest. You know, if it's a standard you hold for yourself, your energy, and we're always modeling to our kids and by nurturing and prioritizing our energy and our identity, essentially, we're showing our kids their own potential. What is the standard you're willing to tolerate or not tolerate? How can you take that up just 10% or to the next step? One thing that you can do from that. 
So that's it. What drains your energy? What gives you energy? What are the common patterns and what is your role? What is the standard that you're tolerating? And what where would you like to take that? Maybe it's just, you know, 10% more energy. Let's start where you are, be really realistic and realistic and be compassionate. And I just want to end on a story that is probably completely unrelated to what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it just feels really good to share is. Um, the podcast that I had before the Behind the Mother Mask was the Be You Mum podcast. And it's funny how even though it was a different name, my mission is always really the same. It's about um, reclaiming your identity and who you are, because I feel identity is your superpower. And from that becomes energy and potential and purpose and life unfolds from there. So um, I remember launching it. Bonnie was at nursery and they always said Bonnie was quite quiet. She didn't talk much which is hard to believe, but I picked her up on the day that I launched my podcast. I think I must have released my first episode. This is going back some years. And that one of the nursery workers said, it's so funny, like she suddenly found her voice today. I'm like, that's so funny. I've just launched my podcast. I'm not sure I even told them that. But when I found my voice and started speaking up, Bonnie did too. So interesting. Just a little story. Some may say a coincidence, but you know, if you're here in this community, this is all about the universe. (laughs) That is a thing, isn't it? Okay, I hope you have a great week. I hope this has been helpful. Let me know your thoughts. Leave me a review if you can work out how to do that. But just drop me a message because I love to hear from you. And, you know, I really thrive off the conversations that come off the back of these episodes. Cool. Okay, I will um, see you soon. Have a great week.